At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And you've got an absolutely tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be joined by Anthony DeBuno in about 15 minutes. He does great work over at Action Network. We're going to be taking a look at this week's NFL slate with him. And also, we've got some Premier League soccer that's going to be coming up day after Christmas. It's a tradition unlike any other. So we're going to be taking a look at that front as well. So we've got a lot of fun coming up and it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these guys are going to be playing coming off of the World Cup as well. So I'm very curious to get some of his angles in terms of taking a look at that card. And I do think that that is going to be a very fun time. I was able to come up with a few Circa Millions plays in the last segment, but we weren't able to get through all of it because it's a very murky card. And let's call it what it is. We don't have as much college basketball to be able to take a look at. Still waiting on some openers. And I don't think we're probably going to be getting them until the AM in terms of some of the games for the Diamond Egg Classic because it is now set that we are going to be having Hawaii going up against Washington State, which if you watch the back half of that game, I mean, talk about a Washington State team that backed their way into a victory. And well, they were able to get it done, but that was very, very sweaty. And You've got them, and you're going to be also having George Washington. They're going to be going up against a loser of that game in Pepperdine. So we're going to hopefully get some openers there. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get them by the time this show wraps up, though. But what we do have is a few more Circa Millions plays to take a look at. The two that I'm really leaning towards for sure are the Eagles plus 5.5 and, 
and the Bengals minus three. Went through that in our number two, vcin.com slash podcast if you missed that. The Titans at three and a half. If it were a three, it would be for sure. Right now, I am him and Han on that one. And then I take a look at the rest of the card, and it's just starting to get a little bit grody. With the Bears being an eight and a half point underdog against the Bills, I just I can't get there on the Bills. I think that it was very important what Rob Pizzola was saying in our number two and that Josh Allen is probably still being affected by the elbow injury that has been hurting him for quite some time now. He looked really good in that game against the Miami Dolphins. I do think that he's starting to get over that, but that is one where I don't necessarily want to take a look there. The Bears, they continue to fight, but this Bears team is just completely outgunned and it's a defense that has been horrible. I mean, absolutely horrible ever since the trade deadline. So that's the game that I really don't want any part of. This is one where I'm going to be willing to lay the favorite, and I am pretty dead set on this one making my card. It is the Dolphins laying three and a half against the Green Bay Packers. Going to be going up against my home state once again, I guess, but I take a look at this Green Bay Packers bunch, and they're getting way too much love out there, and I always think that it's so important when you listen to all these talking ads on the radio being like, oh, this team is building momentum. Oh, I really like what I'm seeing how this team... It's typically the time to start fading them. And with the Miami Dolphins, I thought that they played really well against the Buffalo Bills. I was pleasantly surprised by the way that Tua was able to overcome the elements. But keep in mind, with the Miami Dolphins, they played a few games out west. They didn't look so great against the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Chargers. They bounced back with a good performance, but a loss against the Buffalo Bills. Where have the Miami Dolphins played their best football this season? At home. They have really been a dominant team when they've been at home. They've had a couple comebacks, which is something to factor in as well. But also the Green Bay Packers just, maybe it's just me being from the state of Wisconsin. Every time they go to Florida, they suck. I mean, you're able to go back to last season when they went up against the New Orleans Saints. That was a game that was relocated to, uh, I believe, Hard Rock Stadium. They got completely destroyed in that game. There's just some things that you take a look at, and there are some elements that teams don't perform well in. For the Green Bay Packers, it feels like every single time they fly into Miami, they fly into just a big, giant buzzsaw. I don't know how. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Maybe I'm just a schmuck for even looking into this, but I think there might be a little bit of something there. So that is something to keep note of. And while the Green Bay Packers are starting to get more of their offensive weapons back as they're getting back Romeo Dobbs, they're looking a little bit more solid on that offensive line. This is still a defense that's all sorts of banged up. And Tua has been absolutely incredible when he has been at home thus far this season. And with the Green Bay Packers, one of the most disappointing cores in all of football this year has been this Green Bay Packers defense, which has been absolutely terrible. They're still going to be missing Rashawn Gary, who's one of their top players on that defensive front. I typically don't like to lay north of three in the NFL with what we've been seeing in 2022, but I'm going to be willing to do it here. I think that this is a big, giant letdown spot. Everyone's thinking, oh, Aaron Rodgers has run the table before. Well, they hasn't run the table with a whole bunch of rookie wide receivers and a defense that is having more holes in it than Swiss cheese. It's looked a little bit better recently. That was Baker Mayfield in like day number 11 with the LA Rams, what we saw on Monday Night Football as well. And they're going to be getting a little bit less rest as well. So I do think that that is something to look into. Rams versus Broncos, no thanks. I'm good. The Rams are getting three points. I am not going to be betting on Baker Mayfield. 
And boy, laying points with the Denver Broncos at home is bad enough. Laying points with the Denver Broncos on the road, that does not seem like a profitable decision in the short term, in the midterm, in the long term. This is a Broncos team that is completely broken on offense. I mean, this is one where I take a look at the 36 half. We're seeing these laughably low totals, and this is not a weather game, but I mean, if you really want something on this game, just bet the under because I don't see Baker Mayfield being able to generate much more than one touchdown with the Denver Broncos team. Their defense has been really, really terrific. Their offense has been perhaps the worst core that we've seen on any team, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, what have you, in the entirety of the NFL. Not going to be willing to trust in that. I take a look at this game between the Giants and the Vikings, and I am being drawn to the four points with the New York Giants. The Giants are a team that they have a record that they probably don't deserve. There's no question about that. This Minnesota Vikings defense has been one of the worst in the NFL, and I know that so many people love to give flack over Kirk Cousins and how he's performed throughout the years. I mean, the least of your concerns right now with the Minnesota Vikings is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins did a great job with that comeback, but if the Minnesota Vikings don't come back, what is this line right now? I think it's probably three instead of four. I do think that with the New York Giants, that they're going to be able to do a solid job defensively, and I do think that you have to add the element of coaching into things as well. Now, Kevin O'Connell clearly showed that he can coach and keep his team motivated. They just came back from a 33-0 deficit. No offense and butts about it. We've got to give them some flowers for that. With the New York Giants, though, Brian Dable, just time and time again, the Giants, they find a way to be within a score of a team, and then they just scratch and claw out that victory. They've looked very good on Monday Night Football. Daniel Jones leaves a little bit of something to be desired, but Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs in the NFL, and the Minnesota Vikings have not won a game by more than one score since week one. The Vikings have 10 wins. Nine of them have come, or the Vikings have 11 wins. I keep forgetting that they actually won that game last week. They've had one win by more than one score. That is something to take a look at. So if you've been taking the Vikings on the money line, you've been doing a very solid job. You've been taking the Vikings on the spread has not been going so well. So the Giants getting four points, that is one that all in all likelihood is going to be making my card unless if we have some late injury information, something along those lines. This is a game with a spread of two and a half. I just don't want any part of Browns and Saints. Boy. I mean, this is going to be a game that is going to be marred by the weather. And both teams have good running backs. With the Cleveland Browns, you've got Nick Chubb, who is arguably a top three running back in the NFL right now, and Alvin Kamara. He's Mr. Versatile himself. Isn't necessarily so great on the ground, but this is a Saints bunch. That they've got Andy Dalton. How much passing were they really going to do? And I honestly think that playing this game in the elements is a good thing for the Browns because while Deshaun Watson is going to be a massive upgrade for this team at quarterback when it comes to the year 2023 and beyond, in 2022, he's honestly been worse than Jacoby Brissett was because, I mean, here's a shocker for you guys. A guy that hadn't thrown a football in darn near two years is a little bit rusty. Even when he was in there for that very small preseason chunk against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he did not look good. You got to wonder just how much this long hiatus is taking it out of Deshaun Watson. I think that once he gets a full off season, when he's not dealing with just a massive circus, I think that he's going to be getting back to being the Deshaun Watson that we all know. I'm not going to say love, but we all know. And when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, 
well, I don't want to trust in a team that is quarterbacked by the Red Rifle himself, so that's a little bit of a pass for me. When it comes to the Falcons, this is one that is most likely going to be making my card as well. They're getting six half points against the Baltimore Ravens, and when it comes to Baltimore Ravens, what percentage of Lamar Jackson are we going to be getting? Because he's coming off of injury. He wasn't looking great before the injury itself, and Desmond Ritter stinks. I want absolutely no part of Desmond Ritter moving forward, but you know what? That Falcons defense has been able to play halfway decent. You had Tyler Algier be able to give you a good, honest effort on the ground last week, and it's a Ravens defense that they've left a lot to be desired. The Ravens have had a fourth-quarter lead, I believe, in every single one of their games this season, but they've had so many of those blown leads as well. If the Falcons get down big, they've been able to just find a way to be able to claw out those games, be able to stay close. I think that getting six and a half points with the Falcons is worth taking a look at. And then the Commanders, they're catching seven on the road against the 49ers. Taylor Heineke, he doesn't have the world's greatest numbers, but he's got a defense that has been improving very much behind him. And it's not what it is. The Commanders, they got the short end of the stick with the calls. Should they have won that game outright against the New York Giants? I think probably not, but the Commanders did not deserve to lose that game by eight points as well. It's a commander squad that has been very feisty. They just seem to like this guy in uh, Taylor Heineke. And I do think that it was actually smart what you saw Ron Rivera say that they might be going back to Carson Wentz because what that is is a motivational cry. It means we better play well or else this guy that we absolutely hate in Carson Wentz might be getting back on the field. We absolutely want no part of him. So I actually think that that was a little bit smart than what Ron Rivera did. What else is very smart is my producer, Jason Gahn, booked a great guest for the next segment, Anthony DeMundo. He does great work at Action Network. We're going to be talking some Premier Soccer or Premier League Soccer with him next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. on VSN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV's Football Extravaganza. You're able to compete for free for a share of $55,000 in two different ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools, then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL, now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, light cable, only better. Terms and conditions at other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Anthony DeBundo. He does absolutely amazing work over at Action Network. Takes a look at NFL, baseball, soccer. This guy's a jack of all trades. And Anthony, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sad the World Cup's over, but, you know, we have club season returning and, of course, the NFL playoffs right around the corner. And, man, when it comes to finals, a lot of times it's like, man, I wish I could have lived up to it. There was no better way to be able to close out that World Cup. That was amazing. Kylian Mbappe wins the, wins the golden boot, puts up a hat trick. Meanwhile, Lionel Messi is able to win the World Cup in what we all figure to be his final try at it. So, I mean, man. If you're a lover of soccer, that was absolutely tremendous. And now that leads us into the Premier League season. And how do you gauge the Premier League right now? Because, I mean, typically the World Cup, it's played during the summertime. So, typically you've got just a little bit of a different schedule. This is the first time it was ever really played in November slash early December. How do you gauge these guys? And are they going to be a little bit exhausted from the travel and the just minutes that they put in with their country and that in general? Yeah, I think it's a bit of an equalizer a little bit. You know, the majority of the teams that had, you know, a ton of minutes played at the World Cup are tend to be your more elite teams, Manchester City's, Tottenham's, Arsenal's, Liverpool's. Like, those were the teams that had four, five, six players playing big minutes at the World Cup. They didn't get the break. Whereas teams, you know, a little bit lower down the table who maybe don't have the same European pedigree or the same, you know, superstar level talent, they were not the teams that had you know, to play all these matches. And so they got a prolonged break and a prolonged amount of time with their managers and with their clubs to kind of just train. You know, some players were given like a two or three week holiday, then they came back from that. So I think it's a little bit of an equalizer. You know, the the, the players on the worst teams might have fresher legs here, especially, you know, the next couple of weeks, there's a lot of matches that pile up in the holiday season. So I think there could be a bit of an advantage for some of these underdogs who don't you know haven't aren't recovering from you know this incredibly uh, difficult you know month of soccer and, and incredibly uh 
you know, life-altering experience for some of these guys who won the World Cup or who came so close. And I think that that's just so interesting that you point that out. And in terms of totals as well, does that affect that a little bit? Because some of these guys that they are a little bit worn out, some of these guys that they were playing, I mean, heck, just a week and a half, two weeks ago, is that going to take a little bit more out of them rather than, say, some of these teams that they've been able to rest up the last month or so? Yeah, you could see teams be a little bit leggy, maybe, coming out of it. But also, I think you're going to see a lot of teams who haven't played soccer in a month, who've been watching the World Cup and who've been sitting around waiting for their chance to get back into the season. You know, for those players, they're not used to having a month off in the middle of the year either. So it is a bit of a strange situation. As as a league, there has been a, a, a ton of goals this year. Finishing is as good as it's ever been in the Prem, and goalkeepers have performed a bit under expectation. So you've seen a lot more overs. Overs are hitting about 60% this year in the league. So, you know, there could be some regression coming there. I think there could be unders, just generally speaking. But yeah, you could see some some leggy and some more rotation. You know, the, the top teams rotating some of their best players, their best attackers to keep them fresh. And in terms of the card that we are actually going to be seeing for the Premier League on Monday and extending into Tuesday as well, what I really noticed is that there aren't so many big giant favorites because you're going to see that a lot towards the middle up part of the season. And no doubt someone like Manchester United who's going to be in action against Nottingham Forest. They're like minus 340 right now. Arsenal, they're a big giant favorite over West Ham, things like this. But what do you make out of there being, in my opinion, tighter lines in terms of the games that we're going to be seeing the next two days? Yeah, Man City's on the road. They're, they're kind of the one team where you, you tend to get those gaudy numbers, you know, the minus five, six hundreds. Uh, and the thing about the Prem this year is that Liverpool was expected to be kind of the second dominant team, and they really haven't been. Uh, and, and they've seen a pretty significant decline in their market you know, value, and, and, and they're on the road against a, a good mid-table team against Aston Villa. So, yeah, you're not seeing as many big favorites this go-round, but as you get into, you know, there'll be weekends where you have a couple minus five, 600 favorites, uh, but it tends to be special circumstances, you know, City hosting a relegation team, Arsenal uh, or Liverpool hosting one of those relegation-level teams that you get lines that steep. Yep, absolutely. And in terms of more of those mid-tier teams, because we all know that the teams like your Arsenals and company, they're towards the top of things. You mentioned Liverpool as well, but is there maybe a team or two outside of that top tier that you feel like has a little bit of value, whether that be in terms of the games that we're going to be seeing within the next few days or just in the futures market? Yeah, I like Aston Villa. You know, they're sitting in the bottom half of the table right now. They were flirting with relegation early in the season. They were all the way down the relegation places. They fired their manager, Steven Gerrard, Liverpool legend, it just wasn't quite working out for them. They weren't getting the, the uh, you know, the chances created. The attack was kind of broken. They fired him right before the break. They brought in Unai Emery, who had managed at Arsenal in the past and Villarreal in Spain most recently, and took them to the Champions League semifinals. So a well-respected manager in Emery who has a clear tactical plan. And I'm excited to see what we get in Villa. Villa was a team I was really high on coming into the season. They had underperformed thus far. They've underperformed their talent level. I think they're a team that could find themselves in the seventh or eighth range by the time the season ends. And Emery just had, you know, a month and a half to get these guys playing the way he wants. Only one or two really key players at the World Cup. So they're going to be fresh. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to have new ideas. And they're hosting Liverpool in a pretty good spot on uh, Monday with Liverpool coming off of uh, having just played today. And then also with more of their players either A, injured already or B, having played big minutes at the World Cup. Yep, and I do think that it's a little bit of a tricky futures market to be able to gauge because if you take a look at it right now, Man City is a big giant minus 250 favorite. Arsenal's at plus 250. They're the main challenger. 
everyone else 28 to 1 or greater and if you are taking a look at the futures market would you be looking at some of these derivatives like be able to finish in the top six top four because i do think that there's a little bit of value there while being able to take a look at the winner it's either man city arsenal or you've got a really really good read on a team that's way far down the board yeah the, the champions will likely be city again and I haven't bet a Premier League title future in, in multiple, multiple years now. So that kind of gets to the point of, of the fact that there doesn't tend to be a ton of value in that market because it is, you know, there's no playoffs. There's no variance. There's no one game can swing the whole title. It is a 38-game season, and there's no really one game that ever swings anything in that league, it, it, and it's designed that way. But, uh, yeah, the top four of the top six markets tend to be most interesting. This year, the most interesting market is going to be the top four market because there are a bunch of teams that have – underperformed expectations to this point, Liverpool and Chelsea especially. Chelsea has really concerning underlying numbers. Liverpool has injury issues, and and they're looking a little bit older this year and maybe not quite at the level they've been in the years past. So they're they're slipping a little bit. And then you've got you know Tottenham in the mix. Arsenal's looked really good. Man United seems to finally be turning it around after they were a disaster last season. And then there's a couple other teams, you know, Brighton and Newcastle, who are crashing the party right now and who are not typically teams in the top four or six, but have found their way there. So it's going to be a very exciting race. It is the most competitive top four race in England in many, many years in terms of the number of teams that I can see end up in the top four. So I'm excited for that. That's going to be the race to watch. Uh, and I would not be surprised if Newcastle finds their way into the top four by the end of the season, even though that was not expected. They had about the eighth best odds uh, to win the title coming into the year. So top four would be a pretty big hole of uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it off. Yep. Word to anyone that is much like myself and loves college basketball. This is the opposite of the NCAA tournament where you've got one shot and you have to win like six games to be able to take down the title. This is not the time in which you want to be taking a look at like the seven seed to be able to win something big there because there is no playoff when it comes to the Premier League. And we've got about 90 seconds left. Is there a game or a match or two? for Monday or Tuesday that you're really looking at and finding a little bit of value on the three-way line? Yeah, I like Brentford uh, against Spurs on Monday morning, bright and early, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, Spurs did have a ton of players at the World Cup. Harry Kane, captain uh, player for England. Hugo Lloris was just in goal for France. Now he's going to be in goal uh, for uh, Spurs. Christian Romero, starting center back, just won the World Cup. So there are a bunch of players coming off of World Cup break and World Cup minutes, played big minutes. At the World Cup, Brentford didn't have anybody in their main 11 play more than 150 minutes at the World Cup either. So that's a huge advantage, I think, for the Bees. And the Bees took advantage of a similar situation. The match before the World Cup, they took advantage of a sleepy Manchester City and beat them 2-1. Ivan Tony scored twice. He's actually under FA investigation for potential gambling violations. But he is still eligible to play in this match. And he is the leading goal scorer and the leading man for Brentford. Uh, he has been excellent this season. Spurs are dominant on set pieces. That's where they get most of their uh, goals from. They've been otherwise pretty mediocre going forward. Brentford, one of the best set piece defenses in the league. So I'm excited for this matchup. Brentford have been notoriously good against these top six teams. They just got promoted last season. Hadn't been in the top flight in 60 years, uh, but they have a great manager, underrated team, and they've been very good at, at taking on these big, big teams like Spurs, like Arsenal, like Liverpool. Absolutely love it. A team that's able to rise up and they play the best very, very well. And we see that oftentimes in the NFL. And Anthony, he does a terrific job of being able to handicap the uh, National Football League. And we're going to be talking about that with him next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network.
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. College Bowl season has started, and VEASAN has you covered with every single game. We've got picks on the spread and total for every single one of them. Head on over to VEASAN.com and check out all of our bowl betting coverage while you're there. Now is a great time to be able to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You're able to do so for $79, and you get access to everything that we do. Now through the end of March Madness, visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe for that offer. As we're back here, I'm the Greg Peterson. Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to have Anthony DeMundo aboard. He does amazing work over there at Action Network. And we just talked a little football. Now we go to football. And certainly the game that has caused the most headlines this week, that would be the Eagles and the Cowboys. And this is a number that has moved all over the place. It is now confirmed that we are not going to be having Jalen Hurts in the fold. This comes as a surprise to not too many people whatsoever. But we've actually seen... The uh, number moved down. This was the Dallas Cowboys being a one and a half point favorite before the injury. Then they moved to six. Now it has just slowly been trickling downward. We're sitting at four and a half with a total of 46 and a half. Where do you stand on this game? Because I do think that the Cowboys have a good chance to be able to get it done, be able to get their revenge, stay alive for the division. But I feel like north of a field goes a little bit too lofty with the Cowboys team that has been incredibly shaky on defense recently. Yeah, you mentioned the defensive regression for Dallas. I think it's very real. They're dealing with some injuries along the defensive line uh, where they haven't been able to stop the run, and their secondary has also been decimated by injuries. They gave up over seven yards per play to Jacksonville last week, and Jacksonville's offense is trending up, but they also gave up over five and a half to Houston. So it's back-to-back weeks now, and and they kind of rely on turnovers. On a play-to-play basis, they're not as dominant uh, as some of the elite, elite defenses in this league, like San Francisco, for example, or Denver. But I think that both offenses actually have some past success here. I love what I'm seeing from Dak and the Dallas offense. I know everybody in the national media is you know, ragging on him for interceptions, but he's actually been the third most efficient quarterback in the league since returning from injury based on EPA per play. And the run offense is top five. So they've been a very efficient offense. And this Philadelphia defense, if we're going to see Philly you know, go in with the mentality of kind of taking their foot off the gas here, I think you're going to see that more on defense. You know, We saw it last year. These two teams played, Philly rested a lot of people, and Dallas just went up and down the field on them. I think a similar similar thing could happen here. And don't count out Gardner Minshew. You know, he's had flashes of of really good play in the NFL. It hasn't been sustained. But in one game where I think the Eagles can really run the ball effectively and have advantages at receiver, I think that both offenses have success here. So I like the over, 46.5. The only scary part is that Nick Sirianni may just take out his offensive stars to rest them after a quarter or two. But assuming they're playing the full game, I like the over here. I think this is, this line came down way too far. Uh, the total was 50, 50 and a half. Now it's down to 46 and a half. I think that's a bigger overreaction. Uh, I like the over. And keep in mind, this is just a big giant spot for Gardner Minshew as well, because if he puts together a big performance here, there might be a team that comes to knock him. They want to trade for him. They want to sign him to a nice contract, make him a starter, things like that. And He's playing for Mike Leach in this spot as well, a man that he did the eulogy for a few days ago. So there's a lot to unpack there. And this is a game that I have yet to do anything with just because I'm a little bit confounded. The Lions have been playing really well recently. Certainly they're a team that's different than what we saw in October because they were dealing with all sorts of injuries with DeAndre Swift and company. Now they're going on the road against a Panthers team that 
I don't necessarily think that they're talented, but they're scrappy. They're clearly fighting for their coach in Steve Wilkes. They've done a nice job of putting things together, and Sam Darnold hasn't looked horrible, which is good because, well, they've not necessarily had the world's greatest quarterback play this season. Right now, the Cowboys are a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. What do you make out of this game? Because I think that the Lions are the more talented team, but the way that the Panthers have been playing, I don't want to bet against them. Yeah, I think this is a good time to sell the Lions. You know, I've, I've been high on the Lions coming into the season. I almost gave up hope, and I was I was like, I'm going to give them one more shot. And it was that Green Bay game that they pulled off the upset, and I was like, I liked what I saw from this defense. I thought they were finally making improvements defensively in that game, uh, and I think that's legitimate. I think they've they've shown that they can, you know, at least be a competitive defense. They're not going to be the worst defense in the league, which they were for the first seven or eight games. Uh, and those steps forward, I think, helped them, but this is a good time to sell because Jared Goff has been a significantly worse quarterback when you can pressure him, and he's been significantly worse outdoors and away from home this season. We saw it last week, even in the win against the Jets. He was not particularly impressive. You go outdoors earlier this year against New England, he wasn't very good. So I think it's a difficult spot against a good Panthers defense that I think is very underrated. They were uh, battling a lot of injuries in the middle of the season, but they've been top seven in DVOA the last month and a half. So I'm buying this Panthers defense and their Panthers run game. I think they can run effectively on Detroit. So I'm going to pump the brakes on the Lions train a little bit. I'm going to sell them here. I think they're at the top of the market on the Lions. Yeah, but I do think that this is a spot in which Lions, they can't really go much higher with their stock. And with the Carolina Panthers, they have found a way to be able to get things done. And they're still competing for a division title as well, which is very insane to say. I don't know how, but they somehow some way are. And, that's where we're at in the NFL in 2022, and this is the ultimate momentum game. The Cincinnati Bengals looked terrible in the first half against the aforementioned Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they played in the second half about the best football that you could, and for the Patriots, is there a more brutal way to lose a game than with the Patriots? Because they shouldn't have even been in that spot. That touchdown should not have counted. I will continue to say that, but that said, with the Patriots, they are currently finding themselves as a three-point home underdog against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals have been able to rack up the wins. Is this a case of which the media is building up the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit too much, or is this a Bengals team that's just going to continue to roll? I think it's definitely a good sell spot on the Bengals. I mean, if you liked the Bucks last week, and I did, I bet the Bucks plus three and a half, I think the Patriots are better than the Bucks. So basically the same number here, it's a little tick lower now. I'm going to bet the Patriots too, because I think the Patriots are still undervalued. You know, Mac Jones has been inconsistent. He's clearly regressed. He's not the quarterback that he was last season. You can definitely point fingers at the, at the you know, the Belichick decision-making, giving, you know, Matt Patricia control of the offense. And it's been a bit of a disaster without a doubt. But I think they can run on the Bengals here. I think they can find success on the ground. And I think they can get pressure on Joe Burrow. The Bengals, yes, like you mentioned, they played great in the second half. But that was, to me, much more a matter of the Bucks just handing them the game. I mean, two fumbles a botched fake punt, interception by Brady. The Bengals had four scoring drives. None of them were longer than 35 yards in the second half of that game. They were just gifted points over and over again. They were outgained, lost yard for play by almost a full, by more than a full yard. So I think it's still a good sell spot here for the Bengals. We're reaching the point where they're at the top of the market. People are putting them in the conversation with the Bills and the Chiefs and the AFC. I am not there yet at all. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical. And I think the pressure, the Patriots' top five pressure rate, sack rate, can get to Burrow, disrupt this offense, and make this a coin flip game. I think that's what it'll end up being. If you really are tired of losing to the Bengals on these second-half comebacks, though, you could opt to play the Patriots potentially in the first half 
a motivated New England after that embarrassing loss. I tweeted it was the worst way to lose a game in NFL history. I've never seen a team on a single play lose a game worse, and I don't think it's possible to do that, to be honest. And from a Bill Belichick team, nonetheless, I'm sure that he had some words to say at the end of that game, and I would have loved to have been a fly in the locker room for that one because, boy, that would have been some of the most entertaining theater that you would ever find. And then this is another game in which I feel like there might be a little bit too much love being given to the Green Bay Packers. They've been able to win each other last two games, but, I mean, they came against the L.A. Rams in their most recent one, a Rams team trotting out their Baker Mayfield, and now they go up against a Miami Dolphins team that is finally home after three straight road games. Liked what I saw out of the Dolphins on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Now we're seeing this line between three and a half and four. Where do you stand on this one? Because I do think that with Miami, just being able to get back home for them is going to be very beneficial. Meanwhile, for the Packers, good news for them is that they're finally healthy on offense. Yeah, I think you mentioned it with the health. That's the biggest thing for me. Green Bay doesn't have these these elite weaponry. They don't have the, the supreme offensive talent, but they're finally all on the field at the same time with both running backs and you know the top three or four receivers all finally healthy. And I think it makes a huge difference. Rodgers also looked much healthier in the Rams game than he did prior to the bye week when he was battling that hand finger injury that he had. Uh, this is all about the Green Bay defense. Their biggest weakness is against the run. Joe Barry has not done a great job as defensive coordinator of the Packers, but the one thing they do a good job, they take away the deep areas and they take away the middle of the field. It's very hard to get explosive plays over the middle against Green Bay. They're actually third in DVOA against deep middle passes. I think that's a huge key to stopping this or slowing down this Miami offense. We've seen San Francisco and the Chargers use similar methods to kind of slow them down and keep them in check. And I think there's regression coming for Tua here still. 15 turnover-worthy plays Tua's had. Remember, he missed three games. So Tua has quietly thrown a lot of balls to the other team. They just haven't all been caught, and I think it's helped his underlying numbers. Uh, and the Dolphins' defense can't get any stops. So they're bottom five, six in a lot of different metrics. Green Bay, despite all of the hand-wringing about how bad they've been, they are still the seventh-best offense by DVOA. They're not that bad of a team. I think this is actually close to a field goal game. Anything three-and-a-half or more, I like the Packers. I'm buying the Packers this week. I'm already bet them for next week against the Vikings, playing two-and-a-half. I think it's a good time to you know buy low and buy into Rodgers, maybe turning this season around just in time, uh, even though they're, they're probably not you know, competitive at the top of the NFC. And as a Green Bay Packers fan, I do like to see that. And I always like to see you on the show, Anthony. Always appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And in the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience, we're going to be eating some college basketball for Friday and give you guys my DK Nation pick here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and Gear Up because it is college bowl season. Log in to Bet Rivers every single game day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest lines, odds, and boosts to be able to create the perfect college football game day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Great Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Have no fear. I won't be with you guys, unfortunately, over the weekend. But for those of you guys on the West Coast, 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific. For those of you guys on the East Coast, midnight, December 25th slash 26th, we'll be with you guys. We're going to be working through Christmas. It's the best core that you're going to find here. I'll be firing all cylinders. Everyone behind the scenes, they do absolutely amazing work. They've got my back. And Anthony DeBundo had our guest, er, had our back in the last segment. He was our guest. He does amazing work over at Action Network. Covering it all, soccer, baseball, football, you name it, he does it. Great to be able to get him aboard. And those of you guys who are listening live, just a little bit of heads up. I will be going nowhere whatsoever because there's going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson experience coming up next. If you're listening to the replay, well, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it's Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they're working hard here on this holiday weekend. They're going to be recapping what we saw on Thursday Night Football going to be taking a look at a mostly Saturday slate in the NFL and so much more and we've got some Christmas Day basketball that I'm sure that they're going to be taking a look into as well and while they're going to be taking a look at that let's take a look at some other holiday week basketballs we've got a few games on this college basketball card now as of right now no lines in the George Washington versus Pepperdine game along with the Hawaii versus Washington State game that game actually went final during the middle of this show here, the Greg Peterson Experience. Expect those up in the a.m., I would say 4.30 to 5 a.m. Pacific, 7.30 to 8 Eastern time. So expect to see those lines coming up in the a.m. Make yourself a little bit of a pot of coffee, get in your openers, and then try to get a little bit more rest. Hopefully you guys are off of work. And anyone that's not off of work, I do salute you because putting in some good work. This is a show that is built for hardworking people and those that want to beat the line. So 
We're going to do everything possible to find you guys some winners here. And we're going to look to make our DK Nation pick streak six. As we're going to go with the early game on the card. 306-775, 306-776, George Mason. They're playing us to Calvin State. Calvin State open up a 12-point underdog. We've seen this go down to 11.5 in some spots. It's anywhere between 11.5 and 12. And your total, it is between 147.5 and 146.5. DraftKings has actually dropped this to a 146.5. Just like it all the more. My DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on this total, and I'm looking at it over. I set my total at a 153.5. You've got a Cobbins A team that is just a heat-seeking missile when it comes to being able to generate points. They would be able to score 71-plus in all but two of their games ex ex after the opener as they've been playing 13 games in that time span. They've been able to get to at least 67 in every one of them, 70-plus in all but two of those games, so 11 out of their last 13. And with Cobbins A They've got a walking bucket on their team. His name is Sam Sessions. Sessions is currently fourth in the country in terms of points per game, 24 per contest. You may recall he was at Penn State last year, and the guy was able to average double figures at Penn State. So clearly a gifted scorer, someone who's able to bomb it at nearly 40% from three-point range, has done so the last two years. And they're going up against the George Mason team that they themselves come in relatively out on offense. 72 plus points in five out of their last seven games. Now, George Mason does not play at the same tempo that Compensate does. Compensate, they are eighth in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game. George Mason, they're more around 210th, but with this George Mason team, they don't want to say have a done down low end. They're not going to force the issue on Compensate. They only generate about 3.8 steals per game, which should allow Compensate to be able to run their normal offense, be able to get things all sped up and when it comes to George Mason, you do have Joshua Duru. He's been able to give you 13 points, about six half rebounds per game. Shoots in the low to mid 30s from three-point range as a six foot nine, little bit of combo player. And then you've got a pair of guys in Devin Baker, and then you're able to throw in there, or Devin Cooper, and then you're able to throw in there as well another good three-point shooter for this team. And Victor Bailey comes over from the SEC. They're combining for 23 and a half points per contest. And George Mason as a whole, they do shoot 36.9%. From three-point range, they go up against a compensate team. That they also have Nenda Turk, who's been able to give you two and a half seals per contest, chips in there 15 points per game, and they go up against a defense that leaves a whole heck of a lot of something to be desired. And compensate while they play super duper fast, they also give up 86.9 points per game because among your 363 D1 teams, they are 344th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. George Mason, they're more than able to about 135th, and George Mason. They're coming off of, shall we say, a little bit of a heartbreaking loss. They were playing against Old Dominion. If you had the money line like me on George Mason in that one, not good, to say the least. That was very, very unfortunate. So they're going to be trying to wash that away. And, I mean, with this compensate team, they have only played three unders thus far this season. I do think that that streak of compensate really being able to generate those overs, it is going to continue as... They are just giving up points upon points at this point. And George Mason, they've been able to ramp up their offense as well. Compensate, I don't believe, has held anyone below 70 points all season long. DK Nation right up. That is going to be on the over. And I do think that Compensate holds in there. I set my line at nine. Compensate has the weapons to be able to hang in there. Mikey Hood is coming off of a very nice game in double overtime against James Madison. I recognize that you can... Talk about fatigue with Compensate coming off of a double overtime win against James Madison, but that said, George Mason, they're coming off of a game that went down to the buzzer on the same day, and George Mason's game was actually technically later. So George Mason will probably be feeling a little bit more fatigue than Compensate, in my opinion, right up here. That is on the over, set it at a 153.5. And, and with Compensate, 
made them a nine-point underdog, so going to be taking a look at the points. We have yet to hit this game for the Diamond Classic. This is one in which we have seen some openers come out, including at DraftKings. This is 881-882. Utah State, they are going to be playing against Southern Miss SMU. This is a game that is happening out there in the great state of Hawaii. And with Utah State, they're between a 14 to a 14.5 point favorite. Total across the board, it is 145.5. And I'm going to be taking a look at the over. Semi-total at 146.5. Now, SMU has been leaving something to be desired in terms of a three-point shooting. It got online against Iona. I don't know how much it's going to be able to hold the form as going into that game, they were shooting 29.5% from three. They were in the bottom 40 in all of college basketball in terms of three-point shooting percentage. But now they go up against a bunch in Utah State that they entered into the day on Thursday shooting 44.7% from three. Yeah, that was numero uno in all of college basketball. And it fell because they shot a poultry, I know, gasp. 38.9% from three. Oh, no. We need to sound the alarms here. And for Utah State, I was feeling a little bit less bullish on them going into game number one of the Diamond Eye Classic just because they had a really, really bad loss in which they were up 18 points against Weber State. I had fired in on them, laying the points, and then they completely gave up that game in the second half. That made me a little bit sick. Probably my bias coming through, and that was not smart of me as they come out there, they completely destroy Seattle. But I do think that they're, both teams are going to be able to generate something on offense. They're going up against an SMU team that ranks outside the top 125 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And this is not a Utah State team that is necessarily stout on defense. They were able to do a good job holding Seattle to below 60 points, but that is not the forte of this Utah State team. Utah State, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, they're right around about 129th. They were going into the day on Thursday. It'll probably fall a little bit with their performance against Seattle, but they're still outside the top 100. And this is a Utah State team that they're in the top 20 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and they've got the funk. His name is Taylor Funk. He's been able to give the team right around 16.5 points per game. He's a six-foot eight combo player that comes in from St. Joe's. He's able to shoot it very well from three-point range, making about 43% of those. Stephen Ashworth, he's shooting over 50% from distance. He gives you 18 points per game. And now you've got Ryland Jones back at the fold as well. He missed three games a little bit earlier in the season. He's more of just a primary facilitator. He's able to give guys like Max Shoga open looks as he's been able to do a good job doling out about three to four assists per game. Only gives you about five points per game, but does a very solid job of just helping this offense hum a little bit more. And for Southern Miss, or for Southern Methodist, SMU, you have a few guys that have really been able to rise up in terms of this offense. You've got two guards in Zach Natal along with Zarek Phelps, who have been able to combine for about 33 points per contest. And when it comes to Phelps, he's been able to give the team 19-plus points in each of the last six games. This guy has been absolutely on one. And then you've got Natal, who has been up and down all season long, but it feels like he's now finally being able to find his footing as he has scored 20-plus points in three of the last four games. You got an SMU team that you do have Samuel Williamson along with Effie Obadiji, who have been able to combine for about 15.5 to 16 rebounds down low, so they've been able to do a solid job. But I do question SMU being a hold-up against a Utah State team that is relatively deep. Daniel Aiken, I think, is going to be able to win that battle down low. And as a result, I did set my total at 146.5. I'm looking at the over with Utah State. I think they go bombs away against an SMU team that had a little bit of a tough time guarding the three recently. So I'm going to be willing to lay up to 14 with them. And that leads us into our VEASAN Pro Tip. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort all of these by show and by sport. We were talking about it with Anthony DeBundo in the earlier part of this hour 
when it comes to betting soccer futures, there's less value on underdogs because simply there's no playoff. You can't hope to get a good matchup for some sort of an underdog in the playoff when there is no playoff. So that is a pro tip there. And here's another pro tip. Take a look at Follow the Money. That is coming up 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern with Mitch, with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.